Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. It is a little bit different of a show tonight. Uh, it will be a one-man show. Uh, unfortunately, there's just some things that came up, so Graham won't be joining us. Uh, we should have Graham and Zach both back next week. Um, so uh, I'll just uh, get right on uh, into it and... Uh, We'll take a look at the news just starting off tonight. So, um, um, most importantly, Austin Eckler was placed on the COVID list. So, I mean, everybody thought he wasn't going to be playing this week. It's pretty much certain now. Um, Pete Carroll said that Russell Wilson got landed on on one of his dropbacks. It's going to be a factor in the game against Chicago, but he's still going to play. Lamar Jackson did not practice again today with his ankle injury. Uh, Matt Rule said that Cam Newton's going to start. Julio was a full participant at practice, but honestly, I'm not bothering. I'm completely out on Julio. So uh, Antonio Gibson, he has a toe injury. He did not participate in Wednesday's practice. Um, Brandon Cooks is on the reserve COVID list along with the kicker from Houston. Elijah Mitchell has been ruled out for Thursday night's game. And uh, Bruce Arians did say that uh, Antonio Brown looks like he did before the ankle injury. Uh, another big piece of news, 15 Jets are out for this week's game. They're on the COVID list, including the head coach. So uh, they've got a bit of an outbreak there. This honestly might be a good week where you're playing, you can play Jacksonville's defense because of what's happening with the Jets. Um, other than that, we've pretty much touched on everything from uh with the uh episode yesterday i cole beasley was placed on the uh, COVID 19 list uh that was something i don't think we touched on yesterday but um yeah so again just make sure you're watching your roster make sure you're uh keeping an eye out on any players that are questionable and obviously check your lineups before kickoff starts for these games so all right well uh that that does it for news for today I'll get right into the uh, the second half of the matchups here. Starting out with Buffalo against New England. Uh, looking at the Buffalo side of the ball first. New England's allowing the 32nd most points to the quarterback, the 16th most points to the running back, the 29th most points to the wide receiver, the 30th most points to the tight end, and New England is also allowing the 4th most rush yards uh, to the running back. So, I mean, Josh Allen... You're going to start him. It's not going to be... I, the weather's not supposed to be as bad as the last time these two teams played. But, um, I mean, New England's a very, very good defense. They obviously got beat with the run against Indy, but Buffalo can't run like Indy. So it's going to be... They're going to rely a lot more on Josh Allen. Um, I think this is going to be a much better game for Josh Allen. So I think you, you can play him. Out of the running backs in Buffalo, to me, it is Devin Singletary. I, I'm not looking really to play anybody else from that backfield. Zach Moss has been a healthy scratch a few times this year. Um, and uh, Matt Breida, is, he's just not a good option. For wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, he's obviously the guy you're targeting. Like, you, you start him every week no matter what. Um, I tend to lean Gabriel Davis this week, but it's not the greatest matchup regardless. So I, I, I definitely think you're better off looking elsewhere for wide receiver starts this week. We mentioned a bunch on yesterday's show. So, um, And then Dawson Knox. I mean, the tight end landscape is awful, even in a terrible matchup, just because Dawson Knox has been so involved this year. I think you still roll him out this week. All right, let's move over to the New England side of the ball. Buffalo is allowing the 31st most points to the quarterback, 17th to the running back, 
32nd to the wide receiver, and 29th to the tight end. Now, I mean, it's hard when you're thinking about who to start in fantasy for the New England Patriots. I, I mean, aside from their running backs, um, there's not really much else to kind of roll out there. Like, you got Ramondre Steven, he's questionable. You got Damian Harris, he's questionable as well. Um, if they're both in, I'm fine starting both of them because New England seems to always want to run the ball uh, regardless, and they're not relying a whole lot on Mac Jones to try and beat them. Uh, I'm not looking to play any of the wide receivers. It's just, it's it's a it's roulette, wide receiver roulette with the Patriots. You don't know who's going to do what in what week. You don't want to take the chance in playoffs of trying to figure out who that's going to be. So I, I definitely stay away from the wide receivers. And Hunter Henry, I honestly, he's 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 a good tight end to play in such a poor landscape for the tight ends. Um, it is a poor matchup for tight end, but I mean, he's... He's always got a high, a high um, probability of coming down in the end zone with a touch. Like he he's good, he's good for a touchdown almost every week. So Hunter Henry's a good start. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, the LA Rams versus the Minnesota Vikings. Looking at the Rams side of the ball, Minnesota's allowing the third most points to the quarterback, the tenth most points to the running back, the most points to the wide receiver, the twenty-second most points to the tight end the second most pass yards and they're allowing the most receiving yards to wide receiver. So Stafford great start this week. Minnesota's allowing a lot of points to the quarterback and it's it's honestly because of how many points are being allowed to other positions as well. So just with the fact that they're allowing so many points to the running back and the wide receiver too, um it is it it definitely benefits the quarterback and he's got a lot of weapons. So I mean this could be a week where you're looking at Stafford being one of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy this week. Um, I tend to lean Sony Michelle. He has looked every part of their number one running back the last few weeks over Daryl Henderson. But I think with the usage of both of them, you you can start both of them. Um, Henderson, he was he like he had six carries, but that was his first game back. I think he'll probably get used more and it'll be more of a tandem as opposed to one over the other as they go into the postseason. So I think they'll probably want to try and get him more involved, but I still think Sony is going to be the one that's getting the bulk of the carries this week. Uh, Cooper Cup auto start, obviously. He's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He had a great game last game. Uh, I think this is also a game where you're really happy starting. Like You can be really happy starting o OBJ as well as Van Jefferson. Both, it, to me, are very, very good starts this week. Um, and everyone knows how I feel about Tyler Higby. I'm not starting Tyler Higby ever. You can't pay me enough money to do that. So, all right, let's look at the Minnesota side of the ball. The uh, the Rams are allowing the 26th the most points to the quarterback, the 18th most points to the running back, the 18th most points to the wide receiver, and the 20th most points to the tight end. Uh, this isn't one of those weeks, especially after last week, where I'm looking to start Kirk Cousins. Um, obviously, you're going to start Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is an auto start every week, and you're starting Justin Jefferson regardless of matchup. It's not the best matchup for either one of them, um, and... It, honestly, Jefferson's probably going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey this week. So, I, I mean, everybody saw what Ramsey did to Metcalf. So, 
it is a little bit more concerning, but I think uh, the route tree for Jefferson is much more advanced than the route tree for Metcalf. So I think Jefferson's still a good play this week. Um, Tyler Conklin, not not interested. There's better tight ends to stream this week over, over Conklin. So, all right, let's move on to Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Uh, looking at the Baltimore side of the ball, Cincinnati is allowing the 25th most points to the quarterback, the 19th most points to the running back, the 19th most points to the wide receiver, the 9th most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the 4th most pass yards and the 5th most receiving yards to the running back. So if Lamar is back, this like obviously you're going to start Lamar, even if it's, it's his first game back from injury. You want to you want to put Lamar into your lineup. It's a it's an awful matchup. Not awful, but it's not a great matchup for Lamar. But it, at the same time, he's with the rushing baseline. He's a super safe play. You can be happy putting him into your lineup. Don't be too concerned about the ankle injury. Um, it's Devonta Freeman, but I'm not happy playing him, regardless of the fact that it's an okay matchup. Um, it's just the Ravens running game is so ineffective that it's, I just, I, it's not something I want to concern myself with in playoffs. So, um, wide receiver, you're, you're looking at Hollywood, you're looking at Rashad Bateman. I tend to lean Hollywood this week just because it is, he's the big play guy. And I think that's probably where you're going to see plays being made this week. Um, and then. Mark Andrews, you put in your lineup every single week. So, all right. Looking at Cincinnati, Baltimore is allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback, the 23rd most points to the running back, the 11th most points to the wide receiver, and the fifth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, the most pass yards and the third most tight end receiving yards. So, just to kind of give you a look into the future here, Joe Burrow is my start of the week this week at quarterback. I think he's going to have a very good week. Um, Joe Mixon, he's going to play. He doesn't have a questionable tag. He's not carrying an injury designation. He's going to play this week. It's not the best matchup, but I think you should still be putting Joe Mixon out there regardless. Uh, Jamar Chase, you're going to start him. Tyler Boyd's come on a little bit this last week. I'm happy, honestly, starting all three wide receivers, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. Um, but I also think this is... And he had a big game against these guys the last time they played. But CJ Uzama, I think he's uh, he's a Raven killer. So if uh, he's, on your, if he's on your waivers and you're looking for a tight end this week... I mean, Uzama, the last time he played Baltimore, he was the number one tight end on the week. So uh, Uzama, definitely a good start this week. If he's there, go get him. All right, looking at Chicago against Seattle. Looking at the Chicago side of the ball, Seattle's allowing the 19th most points to the quarterback, the third most to the running back, the 27th most to the wide receiver, the sixth most to the tight end. Seattle's also allowing the third most pass yards, and the most receiving yards to the running back. So, honestly, Justin Fields, he he still had a half-decent week last week, even though they scored next to no points. Um, I think this is another okay week that, to play Justin Fields. He is carrying a questionable injury designation going into this week. 
um, but he's still expected to play. He was limited at practice today, so I, I think he's still going to be playing this weekend. Um, you're, you're looking at David Montgomery, and that's about it in the backfield for Chicago, and this is an awesome matchup for him. And, I mean, he, he can catch the ball. So, I mean, Seattle's allowing the most receiving yards to the running back in the league. So, I think Montgomery is a smash play this week. Uh, Darnell Mooney is the best wide receiver on Chicago, but this is a week where I'm going to temper expectations. Obviously, he's been really good previous weeks. But, uh, I mean, not necessarily, not all previous weeks. Like, he was he was okay last week. The, the two weeks before that wasn't great. But prior to that, we're looking at we're looking at pretty good numbers for a wide receiver over a hundred yards in in two games, as well as had a, t a touchdown in uh, two or three uh, two out of three games. So, um, but I, I think this is not a week where you want to start Darnell Mooney. Um, Cole Komet is one of those tight ends that I would rather stream this week um, over the previous mentioned tight ends like Conklin. Um, it, just with Seattle allowing the the sixth most points to the tight end, that's where you want to go look, and you want to look at you want to look at spots like that where it's definitely beneficial to the tight end position. Um, moving on to the Seattle side of the ball, uh, Chicago's allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback, the thirteenth most points to the running back, the fifth most points to the wide receiver, and the twenty sixth most points to the tight end. You're gonna start Russ. This is a good game to start Russ. He's gonna be running the ball probably a little bit more than he has, um, but I. So I mean, obviously that's gonna provide you points rushing the ball. Um, you're looking at Rashad Penny, in my opinion. I know everybody said DJ Dallas is the one who got the touchdown last week, but Rashad Penny definitely looked like I, like I watched the whole game. Rashad Penny looked like the better back. He went away with injury, came back in the game. So um, if if I'm having to choose, it's Rashad Penny, in my opinion. DK Metcalf, good start. Tyler Lockett is probably going to be <coughs> probably going to be back uh, from the COVID list, so I think he is also another great start. Somebody that is kind of surprising me with their usage in Seattle is Gerald Everett. He has been actually pretty good from a tight end perspective. I know it's not a great matchup against Chicago because Chicago has some really good linebackers, but you're talking about a guy who's getting four or five targets a week right now and to be completely honest four or five targets for a tight end it's it's beneficial looking at those numbers so i mean it's going to turn into something that's not going to kill your week and honestly that's kind of what you want from the tight end position all right moving on to denver against las vegas looking at denver vegas is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback the fourth most points to the running back the 28th most points to the wide receiver and the third most points to the tight end. Vegas is also allowing the third most tight end receiving yards. I don't know. I, I, I don't think Bridgewater, especially after how bad that injury was last week, I don't think he's playing this week. It's going to be Drew Locke, which means you really have to temper your expectations for the wide receivers. And I, I think, honestly, it's it's been a problem for those wide receivers. They're so good. But it you never know when they're gonna hit, and I just think it's even less of a chance with Drew Locke at the helm. So um, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon both really good starts. They're both carrying questionable tags into this week, so obviously pay attention 
if you have them in your lineup you want to make sure that you're paying attention make sure they're not out prior to the game um it is an afternoon game too so obviously you want to make sure you can have something to pivot hopefully they announce what's happening with them earlier in the day hopefully they get a full practice in hopefully this is just maintenance um it is a really really good matchup for the tight end but it's the same problem with the wide receivers it, even though it's a great matchup the quarterback position is so lacking in denver that it's just it affects the fantasy output for those those pass catchers so i'm not i'm not confident in no event um but yeah it's 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 really really tough i i'd rather much uh, i'd rather go with safer plays at the tight end position than uh than uh the play in no offense this weekend so all right so looking at vegas denver is allowing the 30th most points to the quarterback the 22nd most points to the running back the 25th most points to the wide receiver and the 32nd most points to the tight end so i'm not looking if i have a raider on my team I'm not really looking to start anyone other than probably Josh Jacobs this week. And it's just, it's only because of how much volume Jacobs has been getting. Um, he's he's a really safe, like if your running back's getting 15 touches, at least 15 touches in a game, that's a pretty safe floor. I know it's not a great matchup. Uh, Derek Carr, not a good streaming candidate this week. Hunter Renfro, I know he's been awesome. But I personally, I don't think this is a week where you're really excited to start Hunter Renfro. You really have to temper expectations. Um, Darren Waller is still listed as questionable. And honestly, it's a really tough matchup for the for the tight end. I'm not looking to play Darren Waller this week. If he's if he's hobbled and in a tough matchup, it's not it's not something you really want to look at this week. Um, other than that, there's not really much else to talk about on the Raiders side of the ball. So let's uh, let's just move on to the next matchup, which is Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. Looking at the Pittsburgh side of the ball first here, uh, Kansas City is allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback, the 14th most points to the running back, the 22nd most points to the wide receiver, the 11th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fourth most rush yards to the quarterback and the third most receiving yards to the running back. So... I mean, we're not going to see Ben. Ben's not rushing the ball, so he's going to sit in the pocket, try and stay upright as long as he can, and just pass the ball to one of his talented wide receivers. Um, CEH, uh, sorry, not CEH, uh, Najee Harris is, obviously, you're playing him every week. This is a week where you can be a little bit happier playing him. Uh, it is, it is a, it's a pretty decent matchup against the running back, as well as, they're allowing the they're allowing the third most receiving yards to the running back, and Najee's game includes pass catching, so he's a great start this week, um, especially in PPR. Deontay Johnson is probably the only wide receiver I want to play in Pittsburgh this week, just because I think Claypool's usage just isn't enough, and it's not a great matchup. If it was a better matchup, obviously I I, I might roll Claypool out, but not this week. Um, and then Pat Fryermuth, he did suffer his second concussion. He did not practice concussion last last game, but he also didn't practice today. So I mean, it is it is a decent start, and obviously, like we've we've talked about many times, 
the tight end landscape just it's not great he's a pretty good tight end he is being used a lot by ben if he's in i'm putting him in my i'm putting him in my starting lineup so all right moving over to the kansas city side of the ball and it is a little bit tricky on this side of the ball because they do have some players some important players on the COVID 19 list um you got you're putting in Patrick Mahomes regardless of if he's missing some of his key pieces. But uh, it so Pittsburgh, just I'll go over the numbers first. Pittsburgh's allowing the 23rd most points to the quarterback, the 7th most points to the running back, the 16th most points to the wide receiver, and the 25th most points to the tight end. Pittsburgh is also allowing the 3rd most rush yards to the running back. Um, you're putting in Mahomes. CEH, this is a really good matchup this week, so you can play him with a lot of confidence. Um, Tyree Kill is on the COVID-19 list. He's unlikely to play. Travis Kelsey is also on the COVID-19 list, so he's also likely to play. Maybe, maybe <laughs> for all the uh, all for uh, for all the uh, Meikle Hardman truthers out there, maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week where you're you're super excited about Hardman, but. Um, I mean, I think it's probably going to be a wide receiver by committee kind of deal if Hill's not playing. And uh, I'm not not looking to start another uh, tight end, even if Kelsey's out. So I will probably leave that alone. But another another good option, um, Kansas City's defense has been impro- like much improved over the last few weeks. So I, I think they are somebody that you can definitely start this week. All right, looking at Washington versus Dallas. Looking at the Washington side of the ball, Dallas is allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback, the 29th most points to the running back, the 7th most points to the wide receiver, the 15th most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the 4th most wide uh, receiving yards to the wide receiver. So hopefully... We see we see Heineke back this week because I think he does boost the value of some of their players. He's still on the COVID nineteen list, hasn't been taken off yet. So I, I mean, it's not a great matchup. You're obviously not looking to start Heineke, but I think it improves Terry McLaurin's matchup if if Heineke's in. So um, Gibson again, he's questionable to play this week. He's got a toe injury. Keep an eye on him. Not a great matchup. So I'm not really looking to put him in my lineup this week. Um, if Gibson is out, it's it's going to be Jarrett Patterson. And if it is one of those weeks where a lot of guys get put on the COVID list and you're struggling to find a guy to put in your lineup, Patterson is, even though it's a bad matchup, it, you're getting a guy that's probably going to get a decent amount of carries. So it, it just being able to find a guy that's going to get at least like 10 to 15 touches on the waiver wire to put in your lineup in the second week of playoffs. That's, that's big. So, um, and then, uh, Ricky seals Jones was super involved in the game last night, regardless of the quarterback that they signed off the street. So I, I think in this matchup, it is, it is a, a half decent matchup against the tight end. But I think Ricky seals Jones is definitely someone that you can pick up if he's available and put right into your starting lineup. Moving over to Dallas, Washington is allowing the most points to the quarterback, the 21st most points to the running back, third most points to the wide receiver, and 21st most points to the tight end. Obviously, you're putting Dak in your in your lineup. Like this is a fantastic matchup. So do yourself a favor. Don't think twice about it. Dak's in your starting lineup. 
Zeke, this is a tougher matchup for Zeke. And it, I know it's 21st of the running back, but Washington has been improving week after week against the running back. Their defensive line is playing a lot better. Um, Zeke has had, a, like his touches have definitely been going down. He had he had 16 last week, uh, 16 rush attempts last week and four, carry, uh, four receptions. So, I mean, it's still a pretty good number. But uh, I think uh, if uh, I think they are trying to limit him and, and like they're they're gonna win their division, so I mean they might want to just try and keep Zeke as healthy as possible. Um, Pollard is questionable, so I, I mean if he's not in, maybe they do just lean on Zeke completely. I super excited to start both uh, uh, Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. I think they're both great starts this week. I even think you can flex Michael Gallup going into this week. Uh, Dallas's defense this week, regardless of who the quarterback is, even if it's Heineke back, you can play Dallas's defense, and you're not going to be in the negative. Like you're, you're going to be in plus points there. So, all right, moving on to the last matchup of the week: Miami against New Orleans. So, looking at the Miami side of the ball first. Uh, New Orleans is aligned the 20th most points to the quarterback, the 31st most points to the running back, the 12th most points to the wide receiver, the 24th most points to the tight end, and the third most receiving yards to the wide receiver. So not a great matchup for Tua. Definitely go somewhere else if you're looking for a streaming QB. Awful matchup for the running back position in Miami. And honestly, I think just the running back situation in Miami, not a good one to try and be a part of. Um, the wide receiver position, it's Jalen Waddle. Devontae Parker definitely was involved last week, and obviously with Fuller being out for the rest of the year, it is it is Devontae Parker and Waddle for the rest of the season. But I think it is going to be Waddle. Waddle was on the COVID list last week. He's off it and going to play this week. So, I mean, that's probably going to take – that's going to be a hit to Parker's utilization. But, I mean, this is a good matchup. He's a he's a pretty good flex play, but I think Waddle's definitely the bigger play there. Um, Mike Gesicki, tough matchup, but honestly, he's one of those guys. He's just another one of those guys that's super talented, and I'll take the I'll take the targets. Like, he had eight targets last week, so he's he's at eight, 11, three, six, seven, eight. Like, he's, he's getting targets, so take the targets and the opportunity with the talent. All right, looking at New Orleans, Miami is allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, the 28th most points to the running back, the 6th most points to the wide receiver, and the 16th most points to the tight end. Miami is also allowing the 5th most receiving yards to the wide receiver. So, saying that, Taysom Hill, not a great matchup, but the guy runs the ball. So, safe floor, pretty happy putting him in my lineup even though it's not a great matchup. Uh, Kamara, he is, honestly, he's an every week start. You're going to play him because you probably paid a lot of draft capital to get him. The wide receiver position is probably the most interesting position for New Orleans going into this week. And, I mean, I tend to lean Marquez Callaway. He had 85% of the snaps. He had nine targets last week. Um, so he ended up with 112 yards. And I think I think another one of the, like I think he got called like they got called back on another big completion. So uh Callaway, 
in my opinion, is the guy, if you're looking for a wide receiver on New Orleans, especially in this good of a matchup, it's Marquez. It's Marquez Callaway. And then tight end, honestly, is irrelevant in New Orleans, so not really looking to play anything there. I'm not looking at Troutman. I'm not looking at anything else. So, All right, so that does it for the matchups for Week 16. So now we're going to get into the start, to sit, the start and sit decisions for the week, and I'll just go through mine and Graham's. Um, I alluded to it earlier. My quarterback start of the week is Joe Burrow. It's a good matchup. I, yeah, like they're in a good matchup against the Ravens. Um, I think he's going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. He's obviously got the playmakers. I think you're going to see you're going to see a pretty good a pretty good week from Joe Burrow. Graham has Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, and you know that's that's a pretty good start. It's go, he's playing tomorrow against uh, Tennessee. They're allowing the ninth most points to the quarterback, so can't really complain there in regards to starting Jimmy G. Um, I am sitting Derek Carr for reasons that I've already talked about in, re- in regards to playing Denver. It's a tough matchup. That honestly, the the what that team's gone through this year with the coach Henry Ruggs, like there's, and they've just had so many injuries. Like they lost one of their best defensive players in Jonathan Abram this week too. So I think <laughs> as much as as much as it pains me to say. I think the Raiders are, it's another write-off season for them. So, um, <laughs> Graham's sit was Taysom Hill. I get it. It is a tougher matchup. But, like I said, I think the rushing baseline is pretty safe. Uh, my running back start of the week is James Robinson. He's going against the Jets. The Jets are allowing the most points to the running back in fantasy football. They're allowing the second most rush yards and the second most receiving yards. Urban Meyer is gone. James Robinson is not going to be in timeout anymore. He's going to have a great week this week. Um, Graham's start of the week is Deontay Foreman. Another uh, like another good start. He's playing in the game tomorrow. San Francisco's allowing the 15th most points to the run back. And Foreman has been used. like He has been used a lot by the Titans. He is their number one back. They're giving him a lot of carries regardless of if he's hurt or not. So, I mean, he he's going to play more than likely. So, it's a good start this week. Uh, my sit is Antonio Gibson. He's injured. It's a tough matchup. Don't really need to say any more than that. Um, Graham's sit is Jeff Wilson against the uh, against the Tennessee Titans. They're, they're allowing the least points to the running back. So, great sit there. Um, and it's really funny. With our wide receiver starts, we went... Uh, with T.Y. Hilton and Mike and Michael Pittman. So, I mean, it's against Arizona. Arizona's allowing the ninth most points to the wide receiver. I think this is going to be a game where it, Indy probably gets up early just because Arizona is – they're free-falling right now. Um, they lost Hop. They're not playing really good football. And I think – I think they probably get up early. Indy gets up early, and then they run it out with Taylor. But I think both Hilton and Pittman are going to have a lot of fantasy relevance this week. Um, so I, I agree 100% with his take. Uh, my sit, and this was prior to me knowing that he was going on the COVID-19 list, is Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, yeah, sit him. Obviously, he's not playing. Um, Graham's sit is Gabriel Davis. Yeah, it is a, t- it is a tough matchup. 
against New England. So I, I 100% agree there. My tight my tight end start of the week is Zach Ertz going against Indy. Indy is allowing the fourth most points to the tight end and the most receiving yards to the tight end in the NFL. Um, so don't really need to say any more than that. Graham's tight end start of the week is Hunter Henry. Now that, I, again, like I said, it, it's it's not a great matchup against Buffalo for the tight end, but honestly, the guy the guy is super involved in the offense. I think he's the most consistent part of the offense other than the running game. So um, I think it's a good start. Obviously, my sit at tight end is Tyler Higby. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure everyone loves him. I'm sure he's a favorite in the locker room. I just personally feel hurt because I have, I was such a big Tyler Higby guy and I got him in every league I was in this year. And he's just been a, a, you get so hyped on a guy. And then when they're not, they're okay, but they're not as close as to what you wanted them to be, or were almost certain they were going to be, it's pretty disappointing. So, um, Sorry, Tyler Higby, but you're my sit. Uh, Mike Isicki is Graham's sit. I mean, it's not a it's not a bad pick. Like I said, it is. It's not a great matchup to the tight end against New Orleans, but I mean, it's it's hard to find those kinds of targets. Uh, my defensive streamer of the week is Philadelphia, and it will be whoever plays the New York Giants for the rest of the season. It's going to be Mike Glennon, so it's going to be turnovers. And then, uh, and then Graham's uh, defensive streamer is the Kansas City Chiefs against Pittsburgh. I also said that that was a great, a great start of defense. So, hundred percent agree there. All right, into the last segment of the night, we get into bold predictions. So, um, I'm going to start off with with Graham's bold prediction because I I do really like it. Um, it's funny because the first time I looked at it, I was like, you know, maybe that that's just not bold enough. But honestly, it is it is bold. It is a bold prediction. Uh, his bold prediction for the week is Antonio Brown will be a top five wide receiver. I see this as very, very, very possible. It is a bold prediction because we're talking about top five wide receiver in a full slate of games. So um, in a not awesome matchup against uh against carolina like they're allowing the 21st most points to the wide receiver but I, I there's just too many hurt pieces in tampa and tom brady really likes antonio brown so i mean i think he's going to be in the top 10 regardless top five definitely doable still bold um i i'm going with my boy again i'm going with the guy that that came through in the biggest way out of any bold prediction I've made this year. And my bold prediction is, and I, I only predicted him to be top five last time. And he ended up being number one. I am predicting that CJ Uzama will be a top three tight end this week. So I, I last time, last time he had two touchdowns against Baltimore, both were over 50 yards. And I think that, I think those were his only receptions. But like I said, Baltimore is allowing the third most receiving yards to the tight end. So it's it's a great matchup for Uzama. I think they're going to utilize him again this week. So, All right, so that does it for the show tonight. We will be back. Hopefully, Full Force will be back next week. Um, thank you for listening or watching, however you're watching or however you're listening. I Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate it. It would be awesome to see 
just our subscriber count go up. Uh, you can also catch us on uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can contact us at potbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. All right. Well, thank you and have yourself a great night and good luck to everyone this weekend. Hopefully, everyone is making it to finals that's listening. <laughs> All right. Good night.